0: to the Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-hosts. She'd rather have a couple bullets in the old gut than stick around for the college knowledge program, Whitney Nelson.
1: It's true. It's true. Hey everybody.
0: A man with a name like that has no business in a
2: college. Eric Hall. <laughs> That's right, hi everyone. <laughs> sounded smooth, Eric. Sounded crispy. Sounded smooth. I like it. I like it. It's that fancy new microphone. I'm telling you.
0: There you go. There you go. <laughs> leveling up. Leveling up. This is great. I'm excited that we have a guest on for this episode, Whitney. I think you're probably also excited. As we had just discussed, the the bar is so low. I think morale was at a was at a low. We were we were it at a was we were, were in a valley. We were.
1: We were. We were. I was having a rough time with life, uh, yeah. but specifically related to this podcast.
0: This one thing, you know, this one bastion of light and laughter and joy. And even that, they give us this shitty spy movie. Unbelievable. <laughs> you
2: Unbelievable. guys really put in the time. I just, like <laughs> Let I looked be at the list and I was like, "I'm not jumping in until we get a like halfway decent Disney movie." So. We're
0: not even out of the '60s yet. <laughs> it's cr- how
2: long do I have to do this part?
0: A lot, oh, <laughs> the answer is a lot longer, actually. A while, yeah. You're n- just, folks. You're, we're not going to hear from Eric for at least another decade. Let's just put it that way.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so enjoy it while you can. I'm kidding. You're welcome on any one of these.
2: I mean, this is the last one of the 60s, right? It was released like New Year's Eve 1969, I think.
0: Yes, that's true. Yeah. And then we have, I believe there's like a two, maybe three year gap uh, before his next. And that was because he had done some television movies and, and stuff like that that we had and television shows that we skip over. But our next proper movie is 71 or 72. So yeah, we we, he starts to move at a nice clip, I think. And again, it's just nice to be able to like, uh, like use my remote and say name of movie, and it like pops up (laughs) somewhere. I'm like, great, I can watch it.
1: Digging on the dark web to find the (laughs) copy of the video. Yeah.
0: Do I want to spend thirty six dollars for a VHS of this? I don't think I do. Uh, So we'll see. It's in
1: like. Mongolian with English <laughs> subtitles or something. right? Like, I guess. I guess. So
0: This is good. I like this energy. I, I, I feel like this is going to be a good one. Let me get all this housekeeping out of the way, then Eric can start talking. As always, uh, I want to mention up top, you can find the website uh, and our podcast at 12and24.com. That's the numerals one two and 24com You can email us at kurtlockerpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at kurtlockerpod. You can also join us on Discord, chat in real time at 12and24.com slash Discord. A lot of great folks just hanging out there. We'll randomly get some messages at all hours, at all random hours. I believe that I was being, uh, a I, I, the, the little fun was being poked at roasted? me. Roasted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, roasted is the is the word. I wanted to diminish it a little bit, but yeah, people still talking about how a hardy preteen could probably kick my ass, you know, and I'm okay with that. I, I acknowledge it; it's fine. Listen, it's fine.
1: facts are facts. You can't argue with them.
0: Right? I'm I'm open. I'm open to that, and that's totally fine.
2: So if you you're not you, alone there, buddy.
0: Right. <laughs> right. So if you want to join in on the roasting, just go to just join our Discord. It'll be great. I could take it. I, I swear. And then finally, if you want to support the show with just a moment of your time for free, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, it'll bring more folks into the fray. It, we game that algorithm, you know, more downloads, more more friends, more all that good stuff, more listeners. I love it. So with all that out of the way, Eric, would you mind telling us what we're here to talk about today?
2: Of course, Andrew.. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the film The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes, the first, and I believe it was a Dexter Riley trilogy that Kurt Russell did for Disney. Wow. Uh, Plot synopsis from IMDb is that at Medfield College, an accident with a donated computer gives Dexter Riley the ability to remember any knowledge learned instantly and perfectly.
0: Mm. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, this movie was written by Joseph Maccavidi and directed by Robert Butler. Co-starring alongside Kurt are Cesar Romero looking fantastic. Oh yeah. Joe Flynn, William Shalert, Alan Hewitt, Richard Bacalan and Debbie Payne, and some of those names may not be familiar to you, but you you'll the recognize a couple of those. Be, yeah. yeah, a couple of those character actors you've seen a bunch of places. Yeah, um, especially if you watched like reruns of fifties and sixties TV.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so, Whitney, what do the critics and audiences have to say?
1: Well, we finally. Finally, have Rotten Tomatoes scores for either of these things. We are finally out of Boomer IMDb territory and into Millennial uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Barely, but we have a barely. We have a fifty percent critic score and a forty percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. Um. <laughs> the quote, uh-huh. the quote that Andrew pulled from I just uh, had a to. critic, it was so funny. Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune, I know says, him, I know him, <laughs> <laughs> says, "I rather enjoyed the computer war tennis shoes, and I suspect children under fourteen will like it too." Mm-hmm. And then uh, user Gigaman. 1989 gave it 8 out of 10 stars and said it's a good light-hearted comedy that'll still get a few laughs even today. Joseph McAviti provides a good story director Robert Butler executes it nicely Joe Flynn and Cesar Romero delivered some great performances as did all the supporting cast okay alright <laughs> Yeah.
0: this is great I love having reviews. I love having (laughs) reviews. I'm not even speaking about the quality of the film. Just just the fact that it exists on the internet. Someone else has seen it. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. It's on Disney Plus, y'all. It's great.
2: And I'd be curious to see if those, like, if the Rotten Tomato scores moved at all if people discovered this on Disney Plus. That would be interesting. I will say that there Mm -hmm. are, there's a fair amount. The Rotten Tomato scores,
0: that 50% is based off of six critical reviews uh, that are all over the board, but for instance, that Gene Siskel quote was not factored into the, uh, for whatever reason, they didn't factor that Chicago Tribune review into it. I don't know if there was some sort of cutoff or whatever, but um, yeah, it was like a half and half. Like half of these people liked it, half of these people didn't. Uh, So Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. As it gets
2: more accessible, though, I feel like yeah, the score probably yeah. I'm just just curious. It wasn't you know, it's not I mean, like a cult hit or anything. When
1: we when but... we compare this to what we have for Keanu movies, what we've experienced on Rotten Tomatoes, forty percent audience score is I think really low for this movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's interesting, and I don't know if it's just because it's older, or maybe it's just because. Um, it wasn't easy to find until recently when Disney Plus had it because Disney doesn't always release all their stuff. Yeah. It goes true. into the vault and whatever. So maybe it wasn't readily available until recently. But I do feel like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes is pretty low compared to some of the stuff that we've seen with a higher rating for Keanu. So,
0: <laughs> all right. So let's dig in. I, you know, I I don't want to talk for a little bit. I just want to listen. I want to luxuriate in the sound of both of your voices. So one of you, just take it away. What do we think? What are we thinking about the computer wore tennis shoes? It's
2: a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure.
0: Just let it wash over me. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Uh, I saw this movie as a kid, actually. Um, I remember seeing the the VHS sort of on the shelves. And I mean, the, the title is just so sort of, it, it is perfect for a children's movie. It really sort of sparks the imagination. I th- I think it's a good movie. Um, contextually. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a late sixties Disney film. Um, and, you know, it's, it's solidly made. There there's, nothing terrible in it the effects are even fairly decent Mm -hmm. um you know the story is one we've seen before right but it's a trope of science fiction it's not they weren't like they weren't copying anyone as far as that's concerned Mm -hmm. um i do find this period of disney movie a little just wild when you put it into historical context Um, The movie takes place on a college campus in 1969, when we're like in the middle of Vietnam, Uh, we're in the middle of the civil rights movement, all, you know, arguably one of the most volatile times in the United States. Um, And none of that. To be clear, it's sort of vaguely referenced mm-hmm. uh, what the like president of the college talks about unrest, and he makes sort of a weird comment about where that unrest is coming from, which was vaguely sinister and felt <laughs> creepy. Um, but that's that's one of the things about Disney that we've always had to balance. Right. Is like, is it good that they're making something that is in a bubble that's a little microcosm that you can go and turn your brain off and forget about everything that's going on in 1969 or is it problematic that Disney is making you know like a movie about yeah. college kids in the 60s and none of these things come up hmm. yeah um, so I always kind of find that interesting and and you know as as Disney opened up different distribution channels they kind of they they opened themselves up to the ability to do that right like they never wanted to publish anything even remotely controversial under the disney name so you get like touch tone and or touchstone rather and hollywood pictures those kind of things yeah um but i do i do find that interesting i was sitting there watching this and the movie starts and please chime in guys. Cause we talked about this before we jumped on Mike. The movie mm. starts with the uh, mm-hmm. most amazing theme song in- and title incredible sequence. Incredible theme
1: song. It's
0: it's really, it really is something. this
2: like slappy, like 60s surf jam. Uh, and, and in the, the true spirit of the time, the song is about what happens in the movie. I yeah. love those themes. The lyrics are telling you, right? You don't yeah. even have to watch the movie. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And they like they've made up their own words. It's it's delightful. <laughs> um, and I, I'm sitting there watching that and I'm like, all right, I see what we're getting into here, because I haven't seen this since I was a kid. You know, so I just sort of vaguely remember what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, the, I, I think it's good. I think it's fun. You know, there's that quote from from Siskel about, you know, children under 14 will like it. That's one of the things again, because of it being sixties and Disney that, um, the suspension of disbelief is a little bit different Mm -hmm. or where you need to be Mm -hmm. for the suspension of disbelief. Um, you know, it is, it is intentionally silly. Um, there is no attempt f- to make any of this make any sense. One of my favorite shots is um, they take Dexter to the doctor and the doctor is checking him out. <laughs> and when he looks inside his brain, he sees <laughs> the computer parts in there. He sees yes. the computer. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the Matrix, this is not like it's not <laughs> even remotely <laughs> trying to be serious or or uh, realistic, which I'm putting in air quotes. Yeah, I I, uh, I had a good time. Uh, I think it's decently made, um, and it's a it's a weird little sort of time capsule. Perfect. All right, mm-hmm. that's great, Whitney. What are you mm-hmm. thinking?
1: It was fun. It definitely went by faster than a lot of the recent ninety movies minutes. Oh my gone. god, <laughs> ninety minutes is beautiful. Um, it did not. Go where I remembered it going. I remembered it being a lot more about him being a computer and a boy and less about mob bosses. Sure. And betting on the ponies. I didn't remember there being that much of that. Um, that was actually the hardest suspension of disbelief for me is that anyone running a company of any kind would base a large portion of his company on horse racing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Like, like, sure, you know, generating bets and fixing races and whatever, but it's not a good source of any income to bet your whole company on the ponies. Um, I
0: don't know, 28000 in one day. Anyway. That's a pretty good haul.
1: <laughs> there's, yeah.
2: a, there's a weird strain of, like... Crime or organized crime in Disney movies. Like, I recently watched that darn cat, and I don't uh-huh. remember, like, there's like a hostage drama in the movie yeah, yeah, that yeah. darn cat. Yeah, no, the cat. whole thing like, is. They, what is they, happening they in they this movie. They stole the
1: bank teller. Huh. And they're yeah. gonna kill her. Wild. But also, it's about, you know.
2: Yeah, like, the stakes of the crime never match up with the stakes of the hijinks. It's always like, someone's going to die. Oh, and this cat is wandering around the neighborhood. So,
1: like, for sure, the whole, you know, he's a crime boss but also owns a computer company, that's a thing that, like, I can kind of understand. But the... And, you know, the the fact that, like, he, he stores on a computer all of the locations and passwords and whatever for all of his gambling facilities. But the fact that he would be interested in this kid who's a computer because he wants to himself bet on horse races. I was like, he would never do that. He would never put his money into that kind of a position <laughs> where it's that that liable to, you know, people are reliable, horses mm, are not. Mm. <laughs> Just, and I'm no mob boss yet. But.
0: Dream bigger. Come on. You could do it.
1: You know, I believe in lone you. Lone shark. Don't bet on the ponies. Obviously, it's silly that a computer got into a boy because of electrocution Mm -hmm. but that was not the hardest hardest time that i had the 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 sort of amorphous crime boss that he was was the (laughs) the most upsetting to me because it's like he he kind of they just wrote it as they went along it kind of reminded me of the the key and peel gremlins 2 sketch yes where it's just like they were just going along and this guy was like an important person in the town. He owned a computer. Was it a computer company? That's what you thought at first, but then it turns out probably not because he didn't seem to have more computers.
2: <laughs> no, it's an investment company, I but believe. But then he
1: owns like gambling establishments, but also he wants Kurt Russell to bet on horses. And it's just like, whatever they needed him to be at the time is what he was. Yep. And I found that a little bit frustrating of everything else i thought the like the doofy kids he hangs out with all worked for me the the dean of the college being like we don't have money for any of this stuff but now we got to ride our (laughs) meal ticket home that worked for me yeah all in all i thought it was fun uh i definitely think looking at it too hard is a mistake you just kind of (laughs) got to take it for what it's worth
2: yeah I have to agree about the kids. I was I was kind of surprised that, like, they're written as lovable losers, but, like, they've somehow not fallen into the, the trap that a movie like this made today would have, which is, like, like each one would have had a specific quirk or something mm-hmm. losery about them. Yeah. Um, they were fairly well-rounded, you know characters i'm I'm again using air quotes like this isn't that kind of movie you're not really going to get a lot of character development but like in terms of of who they were it wasn't like Mm -hmm. oh that's the one that picks his nose or whatever it might be yeah you know and kurt's character was was you know like solid there wasn't he wasn't exceptional or quirky or anything like that you you kind of believed it like this was a kid who like was just scraping by at college kind of thing then
0: when he transitioned into being the smartest person in the world he changed accordingly you know or or as you would as a disney movie would expect a person (laughs) to change i guess you know well yeah just grabbing (laughs) random women and kissing them on the mouth you know yeah that whole like ascension sequence was very confusing. The I'm most like, startling happening? thing was like the difference in apparel. Immediately, I was like, "Whoa, holy shit! That's a yeah. suit. That's a choice. Well done."
1: With that bright yellow ascot tie. Yeah, thing. it was like
2: a suit jacket over a a sweater
1: with an ascot.
2: It was. It's like a loop. turtleneck and a double-breasted pinstripe uh-huh. suit. It's it's pretty dope.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. It was he wore the hell it was out of the it. Whole thing. I do think that you would have been hard-pressed to make this movie with somebody at the time other than kurt russell who is so charming and sort of disarming Mm -hmm. that you don't immediately hate him when he turns into a jerk like it's hard to have a movie where there's a big section of it that like The fame goes to his head and he's got all these people clamoring after him. So he kisses a random girl, even though he's got a girlfriend back home. And he, you know, strings people along to see what he can get out of them as far as like colleges and whatnot. Um, He turns that around pretty quick. But if it were someone who were less handsome and affable than Kurt Russell, I don't think this movie would have worked as well as it did. Because they nearly lost me with Kurt Russell in that time where the protagonist was unlikable.
2: Had to get you back. Was it a close-up of those blue, blue eyes? It's the hair. It's got to be the hair, as you mentioned.
1: It's the hair. It's the hair. It's perfect
0: always. Full stop. Always. I agree with everything y'all both said about this movie. Uh, There were some parts for me that were... Uh, I did laugh out loud a couple times, just like not even really expecting mm-hmm. that to be like when he was finished the test and he bit into a sandwich and it was like the crunchiest sandwich in the whole world for some reason. <laughs> that got me like it's the it's uh-huh. the dumbest joke. That but was I...
1: like an iceberg and potato chip sandwich. It definitely <laughs> was not... Like a peanut butter and jelly.
0: Yeah, I I was like, who makes a sandwich? What kind of sandwich maintains a crunch like that? It looks like that bag had seen the world, but uh, apparently he, you know, he had it. Uh, so some of the stuff like that, just the real goofy stuff, like they put that in that same scene with the doctor. They put. Uh, something conical, like it, it, a, a camera, a cat, I don't know, a cat scan, whatever they are trying to do, and they look at a screen, and it's like, it's just an animated computer go, like cogs in his brain. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. But and I was laughing. It turns weird into the thing?
1: roulette yes. wheel, and then it's like the girl in the gold bikini and the weird, like,
0: yeah. like a car fantasy that's a car. Yeah. And he just looks over, he's like, eh? he's like,
1: I don't know what to tell you. I'm thinking about a girl in a gold bikini getting into a bathtub, car. I'm in college. What are you going (laughs) to
2: do?
0: So, yes, there were things in this movie that were very silly. uh, But God, just like what a a relief when I put this on. I saw it was like most it was widescreen-ish. I was like, great. Mm -hmm. I love this. (laughs) I could read everything. The contrast Mm -hmm. was good. Again, the bar has been so low for so long that I was like starving. And this was just exactly what I needed.
1: Well, I'm just glad that it held up as far as like I had kind of promised you that this was where it would turn around as far as it being a concise movie that has story beats and is well produced and has music and a title sequence and whatever. And I, since several of these other movies were also Disney movies, I started to get really nervous about that promise that I had made. What if this is not like that? But it ended up being fine.
0: Yeah. I had your voice in my head when I, I started to go into this uh, because of the comparison to like Short Circuit. And um, mm-hmm. oh, what was the other one that you said? Um,
1: Flight the of the, the Phil- Navigator. Flight of
0: the Navigator. And while I would say that these movies, they're they're, they're not the same. But they certainly mm-hmm. feel the same, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I got the the same kind of um,
1: sort of like good Sci-fi feels. meets wacky hijinks.
0: Yeah, that's that's precisely it. So, and, and I think you were spot on with those comparisons in terms of like tonally. Like this is where you should set your expectations to, and that I mean that really worked for me. Again, there were a lot of goofy things. I'm remembering it was like again that whole doctor sequence right like right when he turns to like it's like i guess i'm thinking about a girl in a gold bikini it like cuts to uh, a shot of that exact frame in the newspaper it's like who took that photo <laughs> like just uh-huh. dumb stuff uh-huh. but i i kind of like that works for me i love that yeah. stuff <laughs> it's very funny
1: honestly the only thing that didn't really work for me in this other than the mob boss sort of being an amorphous bad guy was the fact that he, we don't have any of this young kid adjusting to his newfound powers on a personal level. We jump straight from, this happened, the teacher immediately is like, he's a computer, and the dean is like, "I we're wasting $20 on a doctor. And then the doctor's like, no, he's definitely a computer, and then he's traveling all over the world showing off that he's a computer. And there's no, like, him contemplating what that means at all. Mm-hmm. You see it a little bit later on when he's doing the stuff like pitting the universities against one another and playing up the mob boss to get a good job and whatever. That kind of stuff. You start to see it then, but there was no... There was not even one shot of him being, like... Other than the shrug when they see the bikini girl in the bathtub car coming out of his head you don't even see like a reaction shot from him of the this development of you now have the capacity of a computer um and i do think that that was missing i think that would have given it more depth but obviously it's also a 60s 70s disney movie they're not really looking for depth
0: That's, uh, you know, Whitney, it's like our past five movies now. It's just them meeting the audience, you know, Mm -hmm. like the audience then didn't care. (laughs) So why should they? I don't know. As Eric said, this is like a trope that we see a lot now. And I don't know how actually common or prevalent it was in film at the time of like the overnight genius. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's kind of it's uh, I thought of like Lawnmower Man. I thought of phenomenon weirdly and like and I haven't seen either any of these movies in quite a while but I was like wow this reminds me of like transcendence or limitless and it's like huh it was it all started no it didn't all start here but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go on the record I do not believe that it all started with this film but it is kind of cool to see how it evolved especially like with with what Whitney just said where in those later movies, we do get some of those reckonings and realizations from at, the, at a character level. So I just think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. We all liked Kurt in this, right? We think this was yes. pretty good? We yes, couldn't I see anybody else doing it?
1: He's very charming. Um, even when he's kind of being a jerk mm-hmm. and kissing women on television. <laughs> Um it definitely as it as as the movie goes on and the mobsters have kidnapped him and are going to drown him in a lake it definitely gets more slapstick with the like from that casino arrest on I feel like it gets more and more slapstick with every scene yeah. that we come to um and then you get the like the car race towards the end where the kids have got them and they're driving away and then the bad guys are following them and it's got that to me very signature disney 70s thing of speeding up the film just like oh yeah one tick so that the car race seems faster and more frenetic (laughs) um but there's stuff with paint buckets and using paint to make cars slide around and falling off of ladders and it, it definitely gets more and more like physical comedy, both with the bad guys and with his like team of teenage friends who are rescuing him. Um and then the ending where he slows down. Yeah. Um and but when he's not trying to access information, he can talk normally. That didn't really follow for me. (laughs) I didn't really understand what they were trying to do there. It could just be him not remembering rather than him, like, glitching and buffering. They do a whole, like, he draws out his words and he gets them out one syllable at a time, like he's buffering. But he doesn't do that regularly with his uh, normal voice, so it's only when he's trying to be a computer and just the way they did that didn't wasn't great. But I mean, how are you going to make this kid not a computer anymore? I don't know that I would have been satisfied with any of them. <laughs> I
2: mean, I was just confused tonally cuz I was like are they playing this for laughs because he seems like he's in excruciating pain? Like I was just I was unclear what the tone of that moment was. It was like is this flowers for Algernon or is this a comedy like what is happening
0: <laughs> I I laughed at it but only not that part but when they would cut to the other people who were like trying to finish the words for him I, again I thought that was like the other team he's trying to say Philadelphia and like it cuts to the girl and she's like Delfia. Like she's like mouthing yeah. it. I'm like "That's I love that that's very funny but no one ever asked this poor man if he's okay. No, they're just like that's absolutely correct. It's <laughs> like what
2: is happening right now?
0: Kurt in this movie really made some of his co-stars look poor in comparison. In terms of acting prowess, a lot of that, a lot of the his friends, in my opinion, a lot of that sounded like just reads, like just like a card off off camera where I felt like Kurt was m- more in it. When you look, look mm-hmm. at his contemporaries, the older actors. He felt more at their level than at the level of his, his peers there. I don't know if either of you felt similarly there.
2: I mean, I think that's definitely the case, and I think yeah. that's why you see Kurt go on and make i mean he makes three more or two more of these movies let alone the rest of the movies he makes for disney there's there's a reason it was the last thing walt disney wrote before he died
1: that's what i said i was like i get it after watching a couple of these yeah i get it even though some of them have been like lost to the you know annals of time and we've had to archaeologically dig them out of construction (laughs) sites in order to watch them. I get it.
0: You know what I think it is, (laughs) Whitney? I think it's the fact that every movie up to this point that we've seen him in, he's been acting alongside adults. Yes. And he's never actually acted along people that are his age. So I finally saw it here and I'm like, God, he's so much better than most of these people. It's (laughs) like very apparent. But yeah, he's operating on like a much, you know, not not surprising, as we said, but just when you see it finally, you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. that guy, of course, of course, Walt Disney.
1: (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) We have anything else we want to say? I feel great. I got to be honest. This made (laughs) me so happy. I'm
1: glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that this is a little ray of sunshine in what has been an otherwise bleak movie watching experience.
2: I just want to say to the listeners, make sure that you're watching the computer wore tennis shoes from the 60s, not the 1995 Kirk Cameron movie. Wait a minute. What?
1: <laughs> oh, there is was
2: it... a remake in the 90s. Get out of my face. Hey, Kirk have a... Cameron? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I have not seen it. I grew up in a very anti-remake family. (laughs) (laughs) Good for them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So even though the classic 60s, 70s Disney movies were a staple in our household, I don't think we watched any of them that were like remade. We didn't even watch the... We loved The Love Bug, and we didn't even watch The Herbie Fully Loaded. (laughs) Wow.
2: Yeah, I mean, I want to be clear. Disney did the remake. It's not like mm-hmm. they let just anybody do it. But no, it's still they they, they hang on guy. to
1: their uh, IP with iron grips.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's in a 1995 American made-for-television science fiction comedy remake. Okay. All right. I mean, sure.
1: If I could could describe to you accurately the level of incensed that my family was when they remade the absent-minded professor (laughs) (laughs) into flubber. It's Robin Williams. Come on. No. Mm. I still can't bring it up without everybody's blood pressures rising, so...
0: (laughs) when family, when the family uh, gatherings going well, and you're like, we just got to introduce mm-hmm. a little drama. You just like whisper. Mm-hmm. You're like, flubber.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, so it's over.
0: <laughs> I've blown it up.
1: Not a Disney movie, but the the remake of the Secret Life of Walter Mitty that has absolutely nothing to do with the original <laughs> Secret Life of Walter Mitty mm-hmm. makes my sister go nonverbal when she starts to talk about it. <laughs> she gets so mad. Her brain shorts
0: out <laughs> that's interesting here's the i'll I'll uh, I'll admit something so I've probably dropped down a couple pegs on Lindsay's one I did not know that movie was a remake two i I enjoyed that movie so the Ben Stiller one we're talking about right is the remake
1: yep yep yep. yep. it's a remake of an old Danny Kaye movie okay and the only thing that's similar is they daydream
0: I mean it's based on a short story so I hope so interesting okay Yeah, I didn't mind the. I watched that on a lark one day, and I was like, "That was better than I anticipated." Coming from like whatever I was used to from Ben Stiller at the time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, interesting, interesting. Sorry, Lindsay. It's
1: okay. No one knows that movie but us. Like, who? If you know a Danny Kaye movie other than uh, the Court Jester, I'll marry you right now because no one knows Danny Kaye like Lindsay and I know Danny Kaye.
2: You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, White Christmas. Right? There you the go!
1: NK? Yeah, it is!
0: Hey. <laughs> I, uh, here's, uh, uh, look, let me be honest and also say that I only know that reference because it's from uh, Christmas Vacation. <laughs> 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 Back on track. We love... I, I won't say we love this movie, but gosh, what a breath mm-hmm. of fresh air.
1: Mm-hmm. Anything else? I don't think so. I'm
0: good. You know what Kurt Russell's computer brain really could have used towards the end of this film?
1: What's that, Andrew?
0: A backup solution. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the perfect movie for this ad read.
0: Eric, you and I have talked about Backblaze, I think, right? Once? Twice?
2: Uh, We have, yes. I need a, I need a uh, cloud backup solution.
0: All right. Well, well, I can hook you up. Andrew has
1: the answer for you. <laughs>
0: Look, what if I told you for just $6 a month, you could have truly unlimited backups of all of your data, of everything plugged into your computer.
2: Outrageous.
0: I'm not, and I'm not messing around either. I I said it last time, people did not believe me. I sent screenshots out. I have 42 terabytes of data backed up with Backblaze. I feel like I'm an outlier. That's a
1: crazy amount. I know.
0: I feel like you have a problem. (laughs) No, no. I have a solution called Backblaze. Digital
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah!
0: Boom!
1: <laughs> Crushing it with the ad read today.
0: I'm. I want to experiment with this because I don't want. The, I never want the ad reads to like run long. But I know that we just can't stop being so charming. So we end mm. up Whitney. That's our last problem we have. <laughs> our last ad read for Backblaze on the last episode, which mm-hmm. technically comes out tomorrow, it's fine. Uh, was like six and a half minutes. I'm like that feels too long, but that's it too was, long. It was funny the whole time, so <laughs> you can't
1: really. What am I going to cut? I can't kill my darlings. They're all good. What are you going to do? Exactly. We're just too lovable and charming. We're a lot like Kurt Russell in that way. (laughs) Right. We never become jerks. Even when we're reading you an ad for six minutes. You still kind of love us and you can't help
0: it. That's the thing. You know what it is? If we were reading the ad, we'd probably be done by now. But it's not even (laughs) if I just took the time to write it out, but I'm not going to because Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be boring. So that's what this is what you get. Mm. Let me, let me.
1: You're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Let me be succinct. (laughs)
0: Here we go. Unlimited backups, $6 a month for everything plugged into your computer. I've been a customer for 10 years. I've been a customer for a whole damn decade, long before I even thought that they would want to throw a few dollars our way to do this sort of thing. So (laughs) everything you've ever heard us record is backed up in Backblaze. Every single podcast. I mean, this group, you know, I can't speak for for historical hotties. I hope you have a backup solution. I hope you do. We.
1: Do not. We oh, should. Well,
0: this might be. <laughs> oh boy, this might be an opportunity. Too fast mm-hmm. and extremely furious. I don't know if there's a backup solution in place. <laughs> there is actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Perfect. That's- it's currently on like three different computers. That's great. See, that's <laughs>
0: smart. But all those computers aren't in the same house, though, right? Uh.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> <gasps> oh Yeah. You got me. <laughs> The one house burns site.
1: down. <laughs> oh, our magnum no! opus is lost. I
2: realize no realized... one will ever hear that part. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah,
0: <laughs> what else? What has changed? <laughs> Look, I want to bring it up every thirty episodes yeah. we do together. <laughs> just, poke, I just
1: want to go on record and say I think I've only mentioned it one time.
0: I on certainly air. have mentioned it more than either of you. So I feel, yes. you know. I, you know, I, I and it's just I'm, I'm curious. I'm
1: not trying to pressure anyone, is all no, I'm, I'm not saying. i
2: good at editing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you there. We'll get you. There. Uh-huh. Hey, Eric, let yeah. me tell you about Skillshare. No, <laughs> no, that's not this. Is, that, let's not cross the streams. I gotta, I might have to cut that part Focus. out. <laughs> Go to 1224.com slash backblaze. <laughs> It'll take you to the Backblaze website. You could sign up. It's a free 15-day trial. You can install it just to see how it works. It just runs in your computer in the background. Or you could just tell it only run overnight or only run during these hours, back everything up. And you just have a little bit of peace of mind. It's great. I love it. Been customer for 10 years. Ask me anything. Hit me up on Twitter, whatever. I'll answer all the questions. That's it. Backblaze. Thank you. Backblaze. Back, please. (laughs) (laughs) Let's toss it in. All right. Ghost truck. (laughs) (laughs) Whitney.
1: Mm, Yes. Uh,
0: You know, things got a little out of whack when we had to skip a movie. Uh, But this is your movie, and I think it works out great. Mm -hmm. You you have experience with this one. So I would love for you to tell us about. Go do a deep dive. We have Wikipedia and IMDb. It's a spoil Mm -hmm. of plot riches.
1: Your choice. I have uh, Wikipedia pulled up, so I'm going to go with that one. All right. The plot of this movie is as follows. Dexter Riley, Kurt Russell, and his friends attend small private Medfield College, which cannot afford to buy a computer. The students persuade wealthy businessman A.J. Arno, who is Cesar Romero, to donate an old computer to the college. Arno is secretly the lead, is secretly the head of a large illegal gambling ring, which used the computer for its operations. While installing a replacement computer part during a thunderstorm, Dexter receives an electric shock and becomes a human computer. He now has superhuman mathematical talent, can read and remember the contents of an old encyclopedia volume in a few minutes, and can speak a language fluently after reading one textbook. His new abilities make him a worldwide celebrity and Medfield's best chance to win a televised quiz tournament with a $100,000 prize. Dexter Riley single-handedly leads Medfield's team in victories against other colleges. During the tournament on live television, a trigger word causes him to unknowingly recite details of Arno's gambling ring. Arno's henchmen kidnap Riley and plan to kill him. But his friends help him escape by locating the house in which he is being kept, posing as house painters to gain access, and sneaking him out in a large trunk. During the escape, Dexter Riley suffers a concussion, which, during the tournament against final rival Springfield State, gradually returns his mental abilities to normal. However, one of his friends is able to answer the final question, which is, which what is the geographic center of the contiguous United States?, the answer is Lebanon, Kansas, because his uncle owns a dry cleaners there. And Medfield wins the hundred thousand dollar cash prize. Arno and his henchmen are arrested when they attempt to escape the TV studio and crash head on into a police car. And that is the end of the summary of this plot. <laughs> that feels
0: right. Was the, yeah. I don't think it left anything out that was uh, major or glaring. There,
1: it a pretty no. Uh... I mean that. There's probably a good 20 minutes of this movie that are montage of him excelling at everything mathematically and linguistically and whatever. So yeah. they you, they show him being present at a space launch and they show him going to the U.N. and meeting all the people there because he can speak all their languages and and nothing much happens plot wise in that 20 minutes other than establishing firmly that he is a computer wearing tennis shoes
0: (laughs) he tried to help that guy cut the diamond too but that
2: guy wouldn't
1: listen (laughs) he would not listen and the diamond shattered into a thousand pieces
2: that scene is so weird i love it classic it is
1: very weird why was like, he
0: hitting the thing with a bottle? Uh, is everything about of it?: Intelligence <laughs> It's great. Great. Uh. Yeah, I had a good time with this one. So uh, let me ask. Whitney, I'll start with you. It's been a minute. I wanted to have a drum roll or something set up here. <laughs> but I don't want I don't want to jinx it. Do you recommend this movie?
1: Oh, uh, I do. Yes, thank God! We broke the streak, oh my God. I do. I think that there's been, everything else has been no, but possibly with caveats, if you really want to see young, young Kurt Russell, like Follow Me Boys is the one to watch, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But all of them... Have not been good movies. I would say if anyone wants to see Kurt Russell in his Disney days, he's definitely older. He's not the like 11 year old Wonderkind anymore. You know, he's 19 and filled out and is manly and handsome. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the one that I recommend if you are interested in like Disney movie Kurt Russell. All
0: right. All right. Eric, what do you got? I recommend? Not recommend?
2: Yeah, I I think it's a fun like Saturday afternoon watch. Um, throw this on and just kind of chuckle a little bit. Um, it's it's a brisk, what ninety minutes. Yeah. Um, everything about it is is pretty charming. Um, yeah, it's a recommend for me. All
0: right, that's also going to be a recommend for me. Look at us. What? Look at us go. I recommend this movie if for no other reason than the 90 minutes alone right the <laughs> fact that it's not
1: well the last one was like 5 hours long
0: yeah and I, I know that we were just coming off of that one as well so but i i feel like we have ended up watching many movies that are over 2 hours in runtime and given the time that they were made it's just there's it's nothing it's all it's all nothing in the middle there but mm-hmm. this even at just the reduced runtime was a recommend but then it actually made me laugh and i thought it was kind of charming and i enjoyed mm-hmm. many of the characters in it even the stuff that didn't make a lot of sense i was like i'll buy it i'll buy it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's great
2: i'm curious to see uh, as you do the next two dexter riley movies if like he wears out as well
1: <laughs> i'm also I, curious
2: to see i don't that. think it will but like i i am just curious because this this next run of disney films all has a very similar tone and it 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 could be a lot are those movies
0: are are they the next two movies do you know what they are
2: no no okay. you're doing i think uh barefoot executive which has a monkey in it and everyone loves a monkey of course um and i'm Recommend. not familiar with fool's parade so i don't I don't know if there's a monkey in that or not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh Uh-huh. And then it's now you see him, now you don't, which is Mm -hmm. this movie, but
1: But he's invisible. invisible. Interesting. I don't think that I have seen the other Dexter Riley one, which is strongest man in the world. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's yeah. Which is uh, this movie
1: but strong.
0: I no, love formula. I, sure. I don't think I've it. seen
1: that one. I've definitely seen Now You See Him, Now You Don't.
0: Fantastic. What if he was smart? What if he was invisible? What if he was strong? What if
1: he was strong?
0: That's growing up, isn't it? I don't know. That's some this, some, to some, some to kind ask. of allegory in there, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> great. So, Eric, I uh, for better or worse, at, at current... Uh, this is your number one Kurt Russell
2: film. I mean at of, current, uh, at current. of the films that have been covered on this podcast so mm-hmm. far, yeah. this is my favorite Kurt Russell film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I, yes. I appreciate the
2: caveat, of course. So I won't edit around it. I, I'm I'm happy to go in and revise the listing based on what I think they will be, but uh-huh. I hadn't I hadn't taken that time yet. No, look, Dan. Dan I see Dan fully committed to overachiever. his overachiever overachiever that
0: uh, overachiever that Dan is unbelievable
2: yeah and I mean to be fair now Dan and I vary pretty wildly I (laughs) was gonna say I saw his I saw his number one was the thing and I was like, Well I'm totally on board for that. But And then number two, you're like, well two paths diverge. Number two's pretty close and then Mm -hmm. it gets into number three and I'm like, the hockey
1: movie? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, I think I think they've got some interesting judgment calls here in this list. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot entirely agree with them. Remember, but they um, haven't
0: seen... That, I, is, isn't that the entirety of what they've seen? Yes. Okay, yes. so there's, there's room for some maneuvering So they've here. got time. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yes. We all and have I know... Time. They haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China. That's correct. Gonna, no. uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to open this all up. <laughs> all right. Never mind.
1: Uh, and <laughs> Lindsay has only put the one and only genuine original family band because I think other than... I don't want to put words into her mouth. She's probably seen maybe three or four more movies on this list, mm. and that's it. Well, so there's she. There's a lot that she has left to see. So she, her only putting the one on there, I think, is fair because she hasn't seen any of the good ones. Yeah, she has to see Escape from New York. She's gonna love Escape from New yeah, York.
0: Yeah, she's probably staying on the bench till the '80s. I guess probably is yeah. that fair? Fair to say.
1: Probably, I, I'm not sure about that, but probably. <laughs> I think most of the it's movies. It's not like we did a whole
2: episode about this.
1: No, I anything. think
0: I feel like I remember most of the movies she said <laughs> she saw were prior, like in this rel- in this era of Kurt. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. oh, and it Sky seem High. Like... <laughs> For whatever reason, everyone also a Disney
2: movie. <laughs> oh, yes, of course.
1: <laughs> I. Believe she's seen Overboard because I remember seeing Overboard on like TBS or something, and I'm sure she was around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think the like the first one she's really seen is Stargate.
0: Uh, That's right. So yeah,
1: I think other than the like early Disney stuff, it's nothing until the 90s.
0: Yeah, the Egyptology and Mm -hmm. whatnot—it's all coming back. It's all flooding back now. I understand, (laughs) Whitney. Yes. Where is the computer wore tennis shoes going on your list? Number 1. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> we we did it. <laughs> we did it. And by I we did it. I thought you were a
2: family band Stan. No. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, clearly I, didn't you listen clearly to that episode. You clearly haven't listened to that episode.
1: <laughs> no, it is in retrospect wild how much I liked that movie, considering how little I liked the subject matter.
0: Mm, it's something. It's something.
1: Yeah. Rewatching that, I do not enjoy the one and only Genuine Original Family Band. Um, yeah. It's still in last placed on my list, actually.
0: Yeah. Same. Same here.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andrew, Where on your list do you put the computer wore tennis shoes?
0: Guess what, Whitney? (laughs) Our lists remain identical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I have to say, I really feel like this is going to be, if we continue this trend for any length of time, longer than, than the 60s, it is the empirical list in my opinion. <laughs> <At> um, least <laughs> what is the best movie and what order to watch them in?
0: Yes, I am already prepared to say canonically that these are this is the correct order of these films just because yes. our tastes what we are interested in what you know what compels us to watch are uh, we have a lot of common ground but then we also have hyper specific things. A lot of
1: very different
0: Differences. Yeah. The fact that these are identical so far, we don't have Mm -hmm. we barely have three movies in common in a row on our other Mm -hmm. list that we Mm -hmm. put together. So this is bananas.
1: Yeah. For real. The fact that we've gone six for six identical rankings. Yes.
0: It's not by happenstance either. It's not like a reckoning change things. Yeah. So this is this is great. The Computer Wore Tennis Shoes is the, is the finest film we've watched so far. So, it's fact, full stop. That's it.
1: Fact. You heard it here first, <laughs> folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the definitive Kurt Russell podcast. Oh, my gosh. Let's talk about next week. I don't think anybody, uh, Eric, there, I've heard next week's movie has a monkey in it. Uh, so maybe next we week's
2: movie does have a monkey in it If you're, that is correct I don't know if
0: you want to swing by but uh, we'll be, <laughs> I'll be walking us through the barefoot executive so I have one thing I have at least one thing to look forward to in the barefoot executive Whitney have you seen this movie I don't know <laughs> that's good it's always good to, to hedge you know I could say I have not seen this movie I would remember I... a monkey
1: I feel like I probably have. I watched a lot of Disney movies with things like monkeys and, you know, dogs who are district attorneys and, like, horses (laughs) who can talk. So I definitely feel like I would have seen this, but I can't outright remember it.
2: All right. There was also that, like, in the 70s and I guess into the 80s, like the wonderful world of Disney was on every Sunday mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. I feel like this movie was probably on in the background at some point. The and last movie
1: like, we watched oh, was look, on the monkey. Carousel of color yeah, which uh, was pre pre like wonderful world of Disney, but
0: yeah, but similar same, yeah, same vein
1: uh-huh
0: yeah, that's interesting i yeah I feel like that was on in the background a lot growing up but i maybe i i don't know i'll have to see it doesn't ring a bell i could say that much eric what are your initial uh remembrances of of the barefoot executive positive negative indifferent
2: uh i was pretty indifferent i think as yeah. a kid I, I don't think i've seen it as an adult <laughs> <laughs> if um, if it can't sell
0: you as a kid with a monkey in it yeah, i don't i, I don't like, know
1: I, there's like, only so far that like a monkey who's a CEO or whatever this is will take yeah. you. And I feel like if you were indifferent as a child, <laughs> like that says a lot.
2: It doesn't get easier. I wasn't, I wasn't sold on a film just because there was a monkey in it. So, you know. Wow. I was a weird kid,
0: too. All right. Well, there you go. So temper your expectations, listeners. <laughs> if, you're, if for some reason you're following along and watching these with us, don't. Don't. Actually watch this one. No, you sure. should have
2: started now.
0: Yeah, this is the movie to start with. You could, when you could just fire up an app and watch the goddamn thing, then that's when you start. Everything else is yeah, turned
2: the... off by the other ones. Come on
0: back.
1: Yeah.
0: Not a pile on this time. It's great. All right, that brings us to the end. Do we have uh we have any closing thoughts, anything uh anything we need to get off our chest? No. Okay. I've I I don't I don't said think it so. all. I just wanted to open the, you know,
1: just open the floor, you know. Everyone's yeah. free to speak here. It's fine. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Let's uh... end it on this real weird note that Andrew introduced. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just let it hang. Hold on. I'm just going to not.
2: <laughs>
0: Eric, where can people <laughs> find and keep up with you? drinking some water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get a seltzer Uh, while
2: people can find me on the previously mentioned uh 12 and 24 discord you should join us we have fun um i am also on uh twitter and uh instagram as platypus jones all one word there you go whitney where are you at
1: I am at Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter and at Whitney Nelson on Instagram. Um and I don't post anything on Twitter these days. And all I post on Instagram is cats and dogs. And occasionally food.
0: I mean what else so, what does one, what else does one need?
1: I mean me me, nothing. Nothing yeah. else. That's all I need. <laughs> it's the cats soul. and dogs and food uh that's really cuts to the essence of me
2: <laughs> but it's it's great it's it's great <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew where can we find you on the interwebs oh
0: gosh so many places that I I don't bother with anymore at dark driving on Twitter and Instagram just do that I'll post a photo every now and then I'll post a story that goes away uh, and that's it oh and I guess you could also it's it's weird that this in this part of the show where we plug where we are, that Eric was the first person to say that he's on the Discord and not Whitney or I or anybody. I mean, we say that up top, but also, I'm on the Discord. I'm actually on the Discord. I am also on the Discord. More than anywhere else, really. I'm on, yeah. like, all day. So, uh, it just runs in the
2: background. So find It's this true. Way. I hit him up for technical questions all day. It's awesome. I'm there. You could vouch for it. You know? <clears throat>
0: with 60 60 seconds to five and a half minutes I'm back in touch boom that's it I'm gonna press this button yeah and thank you all for joining us and in the immortal words of Jack Burton sit tight hold the fort and keep the home fires burning
1: Yeah, grip it and rip it.
2: <laughs> how many you got going over there? Are you two fisted? What's happening?
1: No, no, I, I <laughs> no I've, yeah, I've okay. got one. Oh, okay. I have one. I was
0: about to just use a pen and slam a hole in the side and chug this <laughs> seltzer, this raspberry lime seltzer.
2: I mean, I can't front on Thursdays when I play D&D. Kali makes fun of me because I come up here with like four seltzers. I'm like, I don't know how long we're going to be here. Yeah, this could this you could take a while. Prepared. That's right. Be ready for
0: anything.
1: Dry mouth is no joke.
0: I know. We can't be doing that. Man, especially man. On a podcast? Come on.
1: What what flavor is your seltzer?
0: Mine is uh yeah. raspberry lime. Because it's what uh-huh. is what it's what uh-huh. was left. It's not like it wouldn't be my go to, but it's actually pretty good. I was surprised.
1: Yeah. We don't really have flavored seltzer. We just always get soda water and then flavor it ourselves with booze. Well if you're me, yes. This is, with the way. Booze. this is the way. If if you're Jamie, you flavor it with grenadine or some other sort of flavored syrup that we've made. If there's not gin in it, there's no it's not seltzer. <laughs>